Are you ready to take your career to the next level? This is ISE's Michael Hughes. Earning a master's in engineering management from the University of Louisville can strengthen your leadership skills and open new career opportunities in just 10 courses. In UofL's fully online program, you take just one course at a time whenever it's most convenient, making it easy to balance life and education. All you need is a bachelor's in a STEM field. Six Sigma Black Belt certification available and no GRE required. Engineer the future. Get signed up today at louisville.edu slash online. This is Problem Solved, the IISE podcast, where we talk to industrial and systems engineers about their work, ideas, and solutions. Hello and welcome to Problem Solve, the IASC podcast. I'm Keith Albertson, Managing Editor of ISC Magazine. Today's guest is Shaul Ladani. He's a Professor Emeritus of Industrial Engineering at Ben-Gurion University of the Negev in Beersheba, Israel. In addition to his noted academic career as an instructor, researcher, and author, he also excelled as a world-class athlete and as a Holocaust survivor who, as a child, spent six months in a concentration camp in Germany. As a competitive race walker, Professor Ladani set records that still stand, and he competed in the 1968 and 1972 Olympics. In his second trip to the Games in Munich, Germany, he was one of the Israeli athletes who escaped a terrorist attack that claimed the lives of 11 of his teammates. In a recent phone interview from his home in Israel, he discussed his background, his athletic career, and his academic efforts. Professor Ladani begins by discussing his childhood background and how his family provided the first introduction to science and engineering. I was born in a middle-class family. Uh, My father was a chemical engineer and a patent attorney. Even his uh, uncle, that was almost his brother, because uh, when the uncle studied at high school, he stayed in my father's uh, room uh, I, with my grandfather. And uh, uh, so they were almost brothers. That relative, I, w- I would say, I would almost call him uncle, but he was uncle of my fa- father. Uh, he was, uh, he became a doctor of chemistry. And uh, so whatever I remember, from my childhood and later on, the discussions at home were usually on science and engineering. And nobody told me that I should study engineering and so on. Uh, whatever I heard at home, that influenced my interest. Uh, and my, by the way, my father studied uh, one of his teacher, teachers was Fritz Haber. Fritz Haber got the Nobel Prize uh, for trying to get the nitrogen out of air. Oh. And uh, for uh, some period of time, my father worked with uh, Theodor uh, Reichstein, who got the Nobel Prize, not in chemistry, but in uh, medicine. Uh, 
uh, but he was a, a chemist uh, among many things. The, he was the first to synthesize vitamin C. So you see, uh, my father was also an able person. Professor Ladani talks about his family's struggles during the war and the challenges they faced in an effort to escape the Nazis. I was born in Belgrade, and at at age five, I was already bombed by the Germans when when they attacked in a surprise attack uh, Yugoslavia in 41. Mm -hmm. So I evidenced... uh, that awful thing of being bombed, I evidenced uh, escaping, then uh, trying to escape, escape out of uh, Yugoslavia, uh, 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 taking the risk, uh, the risk of if we are caught, caught on the other side, on the Hungarian side, then we will be, and they will discover that we are Jews, we will be killed on the spot. And if we remain in Serbia, uh, they might uh, kill us there. And indeed, many of those that uh, remain there, most of them were gassed, uh, uh, gassed in trucks uh, with the exhaust fumes of, of the engines. That was the first attempt that uh, the Nazis uh, 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 killed Jews by uh, by gassing them. So uh, we and then we we have been uh, refugees in Hungary. Uh, I have been for a time also in a monastery. Awful times, not because they did something wrong to me, because I was afraid that uh, I, uh, that uh, it will be discovered uh, that I am a Jew, and then I will be killed. And then I, I was in ghetto, and then later on, in half a year, in the Bergen-Belsen concentration camp. So I had some some experience what it meant a uh, holocaust mm. and, and, and how were you able to how were you able to escape you were helped by a group in america correct uh, it, it 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 was uh, it is a long uh, it's a long story written uh, both in my autobiography uh, Toward the end of the war, in, in a exchange, exchange of uh, uh, close to 2,000 uh, Jews, uh, we were t- t- we were transferred to Switzerland. After they lost everything during the war, Ladani's family looked to rebuild their lives and eventually settled in the new nation of Israel. After after the war, we returned uh, to Yugoslavia. And uh, because there were no alternatives, so the you probably know the uh, United States did not uh, uh, allow uh, uh, Jewish immigrants in masses to come in. There were very small quotas, and neither to Palestine. Most of the Jews, uh, surviving Jews, wanted to get to Palestine, but the British authorities that had the mandate. For a, a mandate uh, for uh, to Palestine, closed the door. They had 
a quota of 2,000 uh, uh, people per year. That's nothing. So we returned to Yugoslavia, uh, uh, rebuilt uh, or repaired uh, the ruined uh, or the bombed villa of our uh, uh, of uh, my parents repaired their the, the villa. They started the, uh, the factory that my uh, father had and so on until the state of Israel was established. And then as a condition for leaving uh, Yugoslavia to Israel, uh, uh, we had to give up everything. Have you seen people that are willing to give up all their property just for the right to leave the uh, country and to get to, to the country of their wish? Ladani's family faced many hardships in their early years in Israel, but they were able to finally create a home as he began his academic studies and his athletic career. What was it like in Israel those early days as a uh, young nation? I, I, I can tell you. We, as we, and we lived there so, but we improved the conditions as we arrived. After two weeks, we got as a, some old house without electricity, without running water in, in, in the garden, a primitive Turkish closet, no kitchen. I, I, as a not yet 13 year old, walked with two buckets to the only place about a mile away to get water and bring 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 water uh, uh, to us. But you were free, so it was worth it at the time. After all, we were very free. Yes, uh, it, it, it's very difficult, uh, really, to imagine such uh, such conditions uh, of life. And I was able then to participate in the first Israeli marathon competition, the first in '56, and in the competition there were only ten competitors without proper training. Ladani's career as a race walker began in Israel at a long-distance walking event and later led him to more competitive efforts. I found out that I have excellent walking abilities. One or two years later on, uh, I entered for the first time the Israeli uh, National uh, Championship in race walking and uh, have beaten the Israeli a, a champion of that time uh, for uh, the distance of 3,000 meters, a little less than two, two miles, by, which is seven and a half laps in a stadium, and uh, I have beaten him by almost a full lap. Yeah. And from that, that time on, I became a full-time race walker. After he served in the Israeli military, Ladani began pursuing academic degrees in mechanical engineering. He sought his Ph.D. in business administration and later studied industrial engineering. When I started my studies immediately after the, the military service at the Institute of Technology, I started mechanical engineering. 
industrial engineering studies did not exist at that time in Israel. Only one year after uh, the start of, uh, of my studies, they started such a program. Uh, I got a degree in mechanical engineering, and then a master's degree in mechanical engineering, and later on, I got married after after my uh, uh, getting my uh, my first degree and moved to Jerusalem, where my wife uh, worked for PhD in uh, uh, biochemistry and endocrinology, and uh, uh, my first job was in, uh, the manager of the mechanical workshop of the Hebrew University. So after a year, I, I, I wanted to to, stay, to continue my study there in Jerusalem, and I found out that since in uh, at the Hebrew University there was never uh, any uh, program in uh, technical studies, that uh, uh, the option to do a PhD in physics is closed because the they thought my engineering background uh, provides very little uh, of the, uh, what they needed for, uh, for their phys physics program. And I found out that they started uh, some new field. Never heard about it before. And uh, I'm speaking about, uh, about uh, year of 62. Uh, what was that new field? Uh, business administration. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, there I, I studied and got an additional uh, second degree in business administration, but specializing in the quantitative fields. I was sent, sent by the university uh, for my doctoral studies. Uh, they thought that uh, I'm suitable to teach in uh, in a, a business administration program, production management. Uh, I was uh, sent uh, and uh, was accepted by Columbia University, and there. Uh, I was accepted by the School of Business Administration, but I took courses in the School of Engineering, in the Department of Industrial Engineering. So one of my last teachers that was, I don't know whether you heard the name, Sebastian Litauer. Sebastian Litauer, got the Schuhart Award. When I finished my master's degree at, at the Technion in Israel, in Israel there was no computer yet of any kind. Only later on, around uh, 61, uh, 62, they started to construct at the Weizmann Institute of, the Institute of Science, a huge computer in a hall at the length of maybe 25 yards and so on, a computer made of ten thousands of diodes with a computing power less than the computing power of a common calculator electronic calculator today. When I got to uh, uh, 
Columbia University for my PhD program, uh, for my thesis, Columbia University did not have yet any computer. And remember that the business school was named after Watson. Watson was the president of uh, IBM. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nevertheless, they did not have yet any computer. While seeking his doctoral degree at Columbia University in New York, Ladani began training more seriously as a long-distance race walker with former U.S. Olympians, and he soon began breaking long-standing records while aiming for the Olympic Games. During my uh, time at uh, Columbia University, obviously when I arrived, I was already Israeli ch- champion, a uh, race-walking champion, but uh, not at uh, results that were uh, of high level. Before I left for the United States, in Israel I participated in the Maccabiah Games. Maccabiah in, in Israel. Maccabiah Games are a kind of classy Olympic Games for Jews. Right. And uh, uh, there I met somebody from the United States and he told me when I arrived for the doctoral studies, he will introduce me uh, to the uh, uh, U.S. Uh, walkers uh, in New York, and I could train with them on weekends. And indeed, I started to train on many of the weekends together with them and uh, learn on common uh, problems that we had. And uh, I, I discovered that I have exceptional abilities in the long distances. Uh, obviously, I had to train for it, and I trained uh, uh, very hard. In '66, I have uh, uh, participated in the Eastern Regional 50-mile ch- race walking championship in New Jersey, won it, and broke the oldest uh, United States uh, uh, record of any kind. It was an 80-year-old record. Wow. I set for the 50 mile, uh, eight hours, 35 minutes. My wife told me uh, this is probably the best, uh, best or the largest success that uh, I, will, uh, I will ever have in my life, and uh, I agreed with her. Hmm. But next year. I, in 67, I uh, improved my own U.S. record and lowered the record to 8-11. In 68, I uh, uh, improved my own record, uh, U.S. record, to 8-05. And uh, obviously, I was uh, training with the U.S. Walkers, that many of them were ex-Olympians and uh, or had uh, uh, Olympic aspirations. I got that uh, also that uh, same aspiration, and I uh, have broken the Israeli standard uh, for the uh, Mexico Olympic Games, and immediately as I got my PhD. 
1st of February 68 and the Olympic Games were uh, late uh, late October instead of t- taking on any job teaching job at any any university I did nothing else but just trained uh, for the Olympic Games uh, and uh, I, I really became a uh, quite successful, he participated in the, in the Mexico in the Olympic Games, returned to Israel, he started my academic career at Tel Aviv University, but uh, in, in 1970 I returned to the to United States for that 50-mile championship, reduced my own 50-mile record to uh, seven hours and uh, I believe 57 minutes or something like this. That was in 1970. And uh, obviously I, in 69, I, in Israel, I uh, wanted to uh, try to repeat Olympic fever to get for the second time to the Olympic Games uh, for the 72 uh, games and uh, in 7071 I started seriously to train in 72 I flew again to the United States to participate in the same 50 mile championship and not only that I have broke improved my own US record but set a world record of seven hours twenty three minutes and fifty seconds. Remember I started with five thirty eight thirty five. 8.35, now I reduced it to 7.23, and until today it's still world record. Wow. And uh, I con- con- continue to, to be a, a race walker. Have you ever been part of an engineering project or team and wished you were calling the shots? This is IISC's Michael Hughes. The online master's in engineering management at the University of Louisville can expand your career opportunities and prepare you to take leadership roles in just 10 courses. Classes cover topics like engineering operations, financial management, and more. You can also earn your Six Sigma Black Belt certification. All you need is a bachelor's in a STEM field and the drive to take your career to the next level. Take charge of engineering projects and teams. Get started today at louisville.edu slash online. Donnie describes his early teaching career in Israel and how he emphasized to his students the need to think through problems on their own rather than memorize various methods. In uh... Seventy-five, I joined Ben-Gurion University in the Department of Industrial Engineering, but really I did not change my field, only the department that employed me changed because uh, in all my academic uh, uh, career, I dealt with the, the quantitative, quantitative subjects. Uh, quality control, production management, and operations research. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
that was my my field, and uh, I stayed with it. I don't know what uh, brought me uh, to understand uh, understand the field of uh, how to try to educate people in industrial engineering, but not only in industrial engineering, at least in in the in quantitative fields. And when I'm saying uh, operations research, uh, that's a part of industrial engineering. Initially, you have to provide a provide always the basics, the tools. But then you have to teach people how to try, how to think, how how to uh, uh, try to solve problems, problems that they have never seen before. Such approach can be done only after uh, you have provided them with some basic tools. Right. And uh, I, even in uh, uh, various uh, examinations, I never asked and I told uh, my students uh, in advance never to memorializing. I let them to have an open book at examination, whatever book they 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 decided to have with them, and let them to write in the book whatever they wanted. But and in the examination, I provided them with a problem, with a problem. So a problem uh, where they they had to 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 find out really what the real problem is, and then how to approach it, and how to try to solve it. Mm-hmm. The moment that you know how to try to solve it, then then they, there are many possibilities uh, for the solution. If you teach them just uh, just uh, with, with various methods and so on, uh, they don't get that habit of thinking how to try to cope with problems. The education has changed, as always the changes appear. I heard that in 1910s there was electrical engineering and mechanical engineering were in one department, one kind of one subject, and they got separated later on. So separations, divisions, that's the the rule. Of, of the changes out of uh, our department or inside the department we have also robotics and all the different fields that deal that deal with with data management information systems and so on more more and more mm-hmm. it's all in the same sc- scope but uh, we had we have also ge- generated additional departments you might also group them together under the umbrella of industrial engineering. I would say that the students at colleges in industrial engineering are qualified technicians, most of them. There are exceptions, obviously. On the other hand, at at, at the universities, the the students have much higher uh, intellectual abilities. 
and uh, they get a much better uh, preparation and they are able to cope much better with problems. Obviously, there are exceptions, but uh, this is the situation. Now, in the United States, I know you have uh, uh, so many universities and so many colleges, uh, and <laughs> you, you don't expect that a small state college would have the same ability as a graduate of Stanford or MIT. Ladani discusses the growth of industrial and systems engineering in Israel and the different fields in which it is applied. Yes, it is growing, and they are working in various fields, not necessarily in uh, production. Well, most of them are not in production. Many of them in various services, like medical services, uh, transportation, banking, and in the recent years, in various uh, startups, which become programmers. This is, in, in my, my view, not what we would have liked them to, to do. But uh, since in Israel there are so many new startups, and the st- startups are mainly uh, dealing with various uh, information systems. Donnie discusses his teaching and research efforts and the publications he's been part of. Now I can tell you a few things about my, uh, my, myself. I was one of the first that uh, started, uh, started the integration of production, marketing, price, uh, pricing, uh, and inventory. Okay. I published uh, something in around uh, 1970, and it was, it, it started in many, many other publications where the problem of integrating simultaneously or uh, problems from all those fields uh, were, were dealt. Uh, likewise, likewise, otherwise, I was, maybe, I followed, don't know whether you heard the names, Dodge and Romic in quality control, in, uh, in sampling and so on. But uh, I studied those, those things, but I was uh, one of the first, if not the first, that started uh, economic optimization in quality control, taking into consideration the various costs. Mm-hmm. Likewise, I was the first that uh, started to take into consideration in a, a, a economic consideration in setting <coughs> warranty, warranty periods. And uh, I, I was uh, so among one of the first that started to apply operations research, really optimization in uh, sports uh, decisions was the editor of a special issue of management science of another issue and of two books plus i wrote the 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 entry on that subject on three editions of of the encyclopedia of management science and operations research and published 
maybe 15 papers or more, uh, more on that subject, more on that subject. So optimization, what, uh, what uh, in sports, many of the decisions were usually intuitive. Professor Emeritus, since 2006, I'm still uh, engaged in research dealing with uh, trying to find the coordinates of targets. Published uh, several papers on that, and uh, especially presently uh, trying to, f- to find the best uh, method. There are several method, uh, methods to find, to estimate the point of intersection of uh, rotated uh, ellipses in the space when they should have had a common a point of intersection, but they do not have. And there are several methods. All of them take a different time, and all of them uh, uh, provide different accuracies and uh, to uh, to try to evaluate uh, those different methods. Ladani discusses how he's staying active as a race walker, including a longtime birthday tradition. I'm uh, still uh, race walking. Uh, up to, uh, since, uh, I would say, since my 50th birthday, at that time I was at Georgia Tech, uh, I started to celebrate my birthday, birthdays by walking one kilometer for each year of my age. My uh, 83rd birthday, I walked 83 kilometers, planned in, in uh, April 84 this year to do 80, a walk of 84 kilometers, but then uh, came the corona. And, uh, but uh, on 28th of, April, of uh, February, I still walked the Tel Aviv Marathon, a full distance of marathon, which is uh, uh, 42 kilometers, uh, 26 miles. Uh, I still walk, walk, uh, walk, walked it being the oldest participant in the marathon. Uh, whether I will be able to do next year, which is in uh, seven months now, uh, 85 kilometers, I don't know. What I can say that uh, since we are not getting younger, neither myself, I feel from year to year how every mile uh, gets longer and how every slope Here Ladani discusses how he might be remembered for his athletic and academic careers. I don't know how I will be remembered. I know that I I got awards, uh, unusual awards, from uh, two directions, which uh, I know that is unusual. By the way, I, I won also the 100 kilometer world championship after Munich a month after it, and I won master championships and set a world record in the 100 mile for the 70 plus age group. From the sports side, the International Olympic Committee awarded me the Baron Pierre de Coubertin Medal. Baron Pierre de Coubertin was the one 
that uh, resumed the Olympic Games right. uh, or restarted the Olympic Games, uh, the, the modern Olympic Games in 1896, I believe. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And he was, directed uh, several of the first Olympic Games. So, and that uh, award is a very rare one. I got it for my unusual achievements. On the other side, in Israel, I got several lifetime achievement awards uh, in industrial engineering. So I am very proud that uh, I was awarded both for my sports achievements as well as for my academic achievements. How long I will be remembered, I don't know. In closing, Ladani discusses the lessons learned from his long and adventurous life that he can pass along to others. I don't hate people, but I remember. I have a good memory. Still, although it is fading, fading for names, but still I have a good, uh, good memory. What I can tell you, what was important, what is important uh, for persons. First, uh, I, uh, that I learned from, from the Holocaust. You should, uh, you should take, take care of yourself. Very few others uh, will try to help you. That's true as an individual, and it's true also as a country. Mm-hmm. Only with the interest. I don't know how much you are aware of the uh, history of Czechoslovakia when uh, Nazi Germany uh, took part of them first, the uh, mm-hmm. Sudets. Nobody intervened and so on. Mm-hmm. If you are not strong enough, if you, and you cannot defend yourself, you might lose a lot, including your own life, your own independence. You should be strong. Second, you always might lose all your assets. My father lost, look, we left in Yugoslavia everything that we had, never got any compensation. His young uncle that I mentioned, he he has started from scratch and he has built the the uh, largest pharmaceutical concern of Yugoslavia. It was taken away as a Jewish property in in, uh, in 41 by the Nazi regime of Croatia, then in the, became independent, then it, it, it was nationalized by the communists, and no penny was ever restituted. It was sold, by the way, just uh, I, I want to point out uh, what type of property we are speaking. It was sold, only only the the, con, uh, the pharmaceutical concern, not houses, not uh, yachts and, and so on. It was sold, sold for two and a half billion dollars about 10 or 15 years ago to an Israeli pharmaceutical concern. Two and a half billion dollars. The family did not receive a penny restitution. What remains, what remains when you lose your knowledge and your ability to earn. You have to educate people so that such causes that uh, 
caused in the 1930s in Germany the lack of democracy and then the uh, rise of the Nazi party. You have to teach, teach, teach children and people how to keep democracy. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in learning more about Shaul Ladani's fascinating life and career, you can read more about him in the November 2020 issue of ISC Magazine. Thanks for listening to this episode of Problem Solved, the IISC podcast, a production of the Institute of Industrial and Systems Engineers in Metro Atlanta. This podcast is produced by David Brandt, Keith Albertson, and Michael Hughes, and edited by David Brandt. You can listen to all episodes of Problem Solved and learn about sponsorship opportunities by visiting our website, podcast.iise.org. You can also learn more about IISE at the Institute's website, www.iise.org.